It is a rare photographer who can take a detached, cold-blooded view of his work. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio and episode 119 is here right now for the middle of April 2020. And uh, first, let me excuse my cat, Opie. He's got to stay in with me in this room. I've got it locked away. He doesn't like to be locked away, so you're going to hear him for a little while. I can't do anything about that. We're, we're kind of sequestered in this room together for length of this show. So hopefully you're not allergic to cats. Uh, certainly not allergic to my Opie. <laughs> anyway, uh, excuse the, the lateness of the show. Uh, I actually debated about whether or not I wanted to put it on our show tonight. And uh, I guess what changed my mind was my uh, friend uh, David Swidak's episode from April 7th uh, on his uh, Adventures in Creativity. I just listened to it before uh, before I gave, you know, while I was working this afternoon, and, and I just got inspired by it. So I suggest you go listen to his show. If you haven't subscribed to his show, uh, Adventures in Creativity, please go put me on pause now. Go subscribe to his show and tell your friends about his show. Um, you know, for me, I listen to him, and within, like, you know, 15 minutes of listening, I'm inspired to do something. And so here I am sitting here uh, with the microphone, putting on a show, and it's because I listen to him. And uh, I just get I just get some sort of boost from Dave's uh, enthusiasm for creativity. Uh, of course, we're in the middle of the pandemic, and so uh, we're all struggling with stuff. And I know that I'm I'm kind of privileged sitting here in front of my computer with a microphone, and a lot of other people are struggling. And so I, I thought at least I can do is put out uh, some content for tonight, uh, for the middle of April. And, you know, I might just, there's, I have no real topic right now. And uh, But I did, you know, hearing uh, that uh, people are trying to inspire us and get us out there and be creative uh, means that I can sort of sit here and, and at least maybe try to do the same for everybody because I can't do much else, right? I'm just spending my time working and sitting in this room, uh, sometimes with my cat, sometimes not. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, that being said, what's going on? What's going on? Well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, I've started to, I've, I've mentioned this before in the show, but I've actually started to roll on putting out content on YouTube uh, and I decided to call my channel uh, through my viewfinder, which is just a way of me expressing uh, that I want to put out my opinions and the way I see things through my viewfinder, as it were. So I've got a one and two episodes. I can't remember. Now. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm working on one now. Uh, I think I already put one solid one out and, uh, uh, and I'm going to put out a second one um, probably in the next day or two. And uh you know, we're in the middle of the uh, pandemic with the lockdown and in New York City. We have a, you know, a lockdown. We can go out. We're allowed to go out. We're really essentially supposed to go out for essential items and stuff like that. But I can't stay cooped up in the apartment. So I, I've been doing some walking with 
my iPhone and my cameras, most likely my Polaroid camera shooting. I was calling them Polaroids for the pandemic, and my first episode explains that. So, you know, I'll put the link in the show notes, but if you can just, uh, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes because my channel is not named through my viewfinder. I'm realizing that there's all sorts of hoops I got to jump through in uh, YouTube to get a channel name. I'm not going to worry about it now because I've got a bunch of subscribers. I don't want to start changing things yet. And I'm not, you know, we'll see. Um, so I'll just put a link in the show notes so that you can go right to the uh, right to the channel and subscribe if you want to listen. But I've decided to be walking around. I've been doing it every Saturday so far. Today's, today's Thursday. So um, I got to think about whether I'm going to go out Saturday or Sunday and do some more. Uh, I, right now, I don't have a regular schedule for it. Anyhow, I'm just going out and uh, and recording my thoughts uh, about taking pictures during this crisis. And uh, I'm using my Polaroid camera, my instant, um, it's a Polaroid now, one of the new Polaroid cameras that have come out. Actually, I now have two of them. Uh, and I, I just want to record, uh, I won't give you, well, spoilers. Now I'm not going to give you spoilers. So you can go listen to it and re- find out the reason why I'm using my Polaroid camera. But um, I'm doing that in in a sense just to get out and just to, be sharing at least some part of what's going on in my head uh, during this time. And uh, we're all going through all sorts of things. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of privileged to be able to do this. I can go out. I'm not sick. Uh, I, you know, going out in the streets, actually, it's quite empty. And so, you know, staying far enough away from people and having some ideas about what, what to do creatively uh, with my camera. It's a lot harder now because I'm not shooting people on the street because there's nobody on the street, really. I've done some stuff from my from my window and, uh, you know, shot some things with a very long lens, you know, just like Jimmy Stewart in, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's rear window. I'm not in a wheelchair with my, you know, uh, leg broken in a cast and pointing the telephoto lens at people at the window, but I've taken some shots, uh, from my window that I like. Um, actually a week ago when we had that pink moon, uh, moonrise. Well, I didn't. I wasn't able to get it on the horizon because we had clouds on the horizon. But when it came up, I did a slightly long exposure. I kind of like it. So, um, you know, I've been doing a few things like that uh, from my house, and I've also been uh, like kind of taking shots of my cats and no, no shots of my wife. She doesn't want to be photographed. Um, but you know, trying to do stuff. I haven't been going through my back catalog and Lightroom yet. I thought I would do that. I've been doing it on my uh, my phone. I've got some older pictures on my uh, Lightroom catalog on my phone and I've been reprocessing them and putting them up but uh, you know so I'm being like you know Jimmy Stewart in a way from uh, Alfred Hitchcock's rear window I'm not in a wheelchair with my leg in a cast you know using the telephoto lens to to shoot my next door neighbors but I can do some stuff from my from my window with my uh, with my camera and it's a little bit of a challenge to see what I can get differently I'm actually hoping to get a to get a um, red-tailed hawk flying by. But I know the last week uh, when we had the uh, pink moon rising, the full moon, uh, I was able to shoot that from my window at night. Uh, I did a long exposure, and I didn't get it at the horizon because we had clouds on the horizon, so I got it when it was rising up through the clouds. But it's a nice shot. It was something I was doing. But mostly, you know, I'm kind of cooped up in here, um, not able to really fully realize my, my, you know, photography potential. Uh, But... Um, I am kind of thinking photography all the time, mainly because I am now doing some online photography classes, uh, through the place that I was working at. We've gotten that set up and I'm teaching an intro to digital 
photography class. And it's interesting because I have to try to uh, squeeze in, you know, in three hours, a, sort of a basic intro to photography class and try to get the people on the other end of the of the Zoom meeting to be interested in shooting. And, you know, they're not going outside either. So it's a bit of a challenge, but I actually enjoy it. It's kind of fun to be able to uh, present, um, you know, my ideas of, you know, how to start getting into photography with a sort of captive audience. <laughs> so we got a captive audience. People are looking for things to do. So, uh, yeah, going back to the, um, the YouTube video content work I'm going to do, uh, so far I've been doing just going, like I said, going outside, bringing my camera with me. Actually, I'm bringing my iPhone with me. Uh, and I find that's actually the easiest way to shoot. And, uh, what my intention for the channel, I think I've talked about this before, is I do want to do some self-critique on my uh, own pictures and show people how to to look at their own work by watching me kind of being really critical of my uh, my own pictures. And that quote at the beginning, that it's a rare photographer who can take a detached, cold-blooded view of his work, um, I'll let you know at the end of the show who's, whose quote that was from. You know, I was looking at that and I was realizing, yeah, you know, it's really hard to take a detached look at your own work but I think it's something you can do with like you know as you move further and further away from the pictures that you photographed over over time I think it's a little bit easier to take a detached look uh, because you lose some connection with the immediacy of the photograph that you just took so for instance if I'm looking at my pictures from like 2004 or 2008 or wherever you know the going far back I can really look at them in such a way that you know, I can see them maybe get an idea of what I was trying to do. And like, did I, did I work enough at that? That was it, was it appropriate? So, um, I haven't gotten around to recording any self critique, uh, videos yet. And I'm going to sort of hold that until I find an appropriate time. Uh, because right now, uh, I'm one of the people who I can work from home. I actually have uh, a job that it lets me work remotely. So, um, you can hear the ambulances outside. We get a lot of ambulances going by in, in Brooklyn. Anyway, uh, so I'm finding myself like spending as much time as I can working at my job. And when I'm done at the end of the day, it's really hard for me to really start thinking about being creating content. This way, I mean, I wait for the weekend. I go out and uh, I, in a sense, I'm, I'm combining my my walk to get some exercise and to be outside with like creating content. Uh, so we'll see if that can continue, but I'm, I'm going to hold that, you know, the self critique in, um, you know, I'm going to do that soon. <laughs> so you guys can hold me to that. Like, when are you going to do self critique? All right. I'll, I'll get to that. Um, but, uh, you know, my whole, just like everybody's schedule, it's all weird, right? You know, I'm trying to maintain a nine to five work, uh, schedule so that I can get up and log on and do my work and, but then, like, you know, after really after eight or nine hours of looking at a screen, it's like the last thing I want to do is start looking at images. It's really it's really interesting um, that, uh, you know, I was doing this before the pandemic. You know, I'm, I'm still working and, and doing the, the job. But for some reason, it, it's taking on a different feel for me now. So anyway, uh, hold me to that. I'll do some self-critique. I've got an idea of how to set it up. I'm. I at first decided to make my studio, you know, like uh, all nice and stuff like that. But I think I might just do a green screen backdrop, me sitting in the chair 
and basically focusing on an image where I'm drawing on it so that you can see the things that work, the things that don't work. And I'm hoping that that will then, you know, help you guys be able to see how to look at your pictures differently. And then, like I've said before, it will help you when you're looking at other people's works, like what to consider when you start saying, I don't like this picture, I like this picture, and you start, you know, liking things on Instagram for no reason. So being critical of your own work will help you to look at other people's work with a critical eye, you know, and that's that's kind of what I want to go for. But but the whole channel is not going to be about me doing self-critique because I can't look at my pictures all the time, and I think you guys would be bored. So I do want to mix it up with me, you know, talking about, my ideas for photography, what, you know, through my viewfinder, how do I see the world? How do I see photography and, and, and impacting me and then maybe how it impacts everybody else? So, you know, no, I'm not going to really uh, do, uh, you know, reviews on equipment or or whatnot. Although, you know what, if I find something cool and it's visual, I will talk about it and maybe do a kind of review about it or like what I think about it. In fact, I'll do that now. As because now I got something to think about. I got something to talk about. But something uh, was popping up in my, I think it was my Facebook feed from, uh, it's been like, it's almost to the point where it was spam, uh, but it's from Topaz Labs. And it was this thing called Gigapixel AI. And they kept showing these pictures of like, you know, uh, you can enlarge p pictures. Uh, oh, actually, hang on a second. Can you hear that? Hold on. Let me see. Let me open my window here. Bet you can hear that. Seven o'clock, right? So everybody's uh, everybody's uh, applauding the uh, healthcare workers. I applaud them too. Uh, I can't offer enough thanks for what they're doing and uh, helping helping to keep us calm and healthy and safe and and the sacrifices they're doing. So I want to add my this is my my applause. Seven o'clock. You know, thank you guys. Thank you. If you're listening to this, thank you very much. Um, I don't have enough words to thank. I just have applause and uh, gratitude. I just had to close my window because Opie is getting terrified. He doesn't know what's going on. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It's okay. You okay? Yeah, the cats get kind of excited about it. What was I talking about? Oh, right. So Topaz uh, was was um, advertising this enlarging tool so you can enlarge your images and uh, fix blurry images and I was looking at the ad and I was like okay that's interesting I mean it finally sort of sunk in and they had a sale on it for like 20 bucks off and I was like $79 or $69 whatever it was and I downloaded the demo and I tried it and I was like that's interesting and so I actually tried it what he decided to do is I didn't really need to enlarge my pictures I mean, I'm not deciding I'm going to print them, you know, 20 by 30. Although it's nice to know that I might be able to use this to take older digital pictures and maybe 
you know, upsample them and, and clean them up a little bit. And I was noticing that the technology behind their whatever their algorithms and like that was actually doing a pretty decent job of sharpening and getting rid of like blur and uh, something. So I was like, hmm, all right, well, I'm bored. And <laughs> it's like 69 bucks. I thought it was not bad. So I, I, uh, I ended up buying it. But the well, before I bought it, the demo I did was I, I opened up a picture, uh, an old picture from the 50s of someone shot a uh, trolley in my neighborhood. Uh, I think it was a tr- yeah a trolley in my neighborhood. Oh, I know why. Because I, what I was doing was I was finding trying to find pictures to illustrate my uh, the first episode of Through the Viewfinder, and I had I was looking for a shot of the subway that I f- um, was filming. And I, I knew I had old shots someplace of the subway from the 50s. And I found a shot of a, of a um, trolley, actually, that was going under the, the subway that I was filming under. So I thought that would be a good use of, uh, of that um, picture. So I, I, I loaded it up into this Topaz Gigapixel, and I enlarged it like two times. And I was blown away by the quality of what it did. The old picture was a JPEG of a scan of a print or something like that it wasn't a terrible shot in terms of quality it was a low res and you know you could see some details in it but when i had seen this picture originally i couldn't someone said it was in my neighborhood but i couldn't quite place where it was because the background was a little fuzzy and you know the you know i I saw the elevated trains but i couldn't figure out where this was and so i ran it through this through the demo of topaz gigapixel and I, because it sharpened it up, I could start to see buildings in the background that I recognize. I'm like, okay, now I know where this is. And then, and of course, I zoomed in on it. And I was like, wow, the quality was really good. So, so immediately I was like, okay, I'm buying it. Because what I started to think about was there are a lot of these old pictures that I come across that I'd love to see the details in. And I was like wondering, wow, you know, can I, you know, can I, uh, throw the picture in there, maybe like a, an old, you know, a public domain shot of my neighborhood or Brooklyn or places like that and start to eke out more information in the shot. So I bought it and I've been playing around with it with some of my other, the, some of the other older shots that I've been collecting. And I do see some, I see some improvement. It doesn't work on all the shots. Great. I mean, it does actually a very, very good job. And I actually do think that if I needed to use it on one of my, uh, regular pictures that's sharp and, and everything to enlarge it to make a you know a giant print I think it would work a lot better than like Photoshop's upsampling or at least it would be nice as part of the toolbox to have to to redo it but when I started looking at these like small JPEGs that I've collected and I just really like out of curiosity I want to see where they are I want to see more details I'm running these pictures through this through this program, I was, I'm kind of blown away by it. So this is not an endorsement or anything like that, but you know, take a look at it. If this is the kind of stuff you want to do, and you know, I'm kind of using it as like a photographic archaeology, uh, archaeology kind of thing. I'm really, cause I love looking at details of old pictures. Like for instance, one of the shots I found that I collected was at the end of world war one, they built a victory arch on, um, uh, Fifth Avenue and 24th Street in the city. So across the street from Madison Square Park. And they built this 
giant arch. I mean, it looks like an Arc de Triomphe, but I was like, where, what happened to this thing? And I've seen a few pictures of this thing. I have one shot of troops marching through it, I guess, in a parade. And then I've seen other pictures of it after it was built or it being taken apart. And I've been really wanting, there's a lot of these details on it. And as I further researched this arch, I, th- I found out that it was obviously a temporary structure and it was built, uh, I guess, using plaster and stuff like that. So there are all these plaster statues and uh, reliefs on the side of it. So I guess, yes, it was easier to put up and, and certainly easy to take down. But I ran some of the pictures that I found through the gigapixel and I was able to see a lot more detail in the um, structures on the side of the uh, on the side of the arch and so and then and then for me because I live in New York I love seeing more detail like what old New York looked like um, you know p- prior to my birth and so I love seeing this kind of stuff I love historical pictures so if anything just increases the amount of detail it's not like I said it's not perfect it can soften up some of this stuff if you you know you have to tweak it it also really 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 eats up processing power on a computer I mean I'm working with a 2013 macbook pro and this thing has got it's got no juice whatsoever for this and i can hear the fans cranking on this thing as it's trying to process the picture or even just trying to process the preview but um anyway it was a lot of fun it was 69 dollars uh, i think they put it uh, 79 dollars. they put it on sale from 99 dollars uh and so if you you know if that's something that interests you go take a look at their website maybe they'll be running another ad um you know 20 bucks off i thought you know what that's a reasonable price. I probably will use it for some practical things other than just the uh, ar- uh, archaeology, you know, the, the curiosity thing. Anyway, my plan, like I said, with the YouTube channel is not to do, uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to do reviews, but maybe I'll do things like that. If something's really, really cool, you know, maybe I'll just talk about it and if it, if it, if it fits in with my thing, but I'm really not out to get, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not doing camera reviews and stuff like that. It's not going to be my thing. Uh, there's so many other people who are doing it and so probably doing it a lot better and speak a lot better about stuff. I'm not a reviewer. So I'm just a guy. So <laughs> just a, I'm just a guy in here. Yeah, what else is going on? Not much. And uh, But I did want to make sure I put out a show so that uh, you can at least hear my voice. And I'm doing okay. We're doing okay here in uh, our apartment being cooped up. My wife and I haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> Actually, it's quite good because we have we have enough space that we can be separate and stuff. So uh, we have been playing some games and been watching a lot of a lot of uh, Netflix and whatnot. And so, uh, yeah. And the other thing is, I just got a. I just had to because I was telling you before, my computer was really the processing was on that gigapixel was just uh, causing it to uh, the fans to go. I decided I have to get a new machine. And my old my old Mac Pro. Uh, from 2009 is on its last legs. Right now I'm using it as a movie server. And I know I've got my entire Lightroom library in there, you know, on the internal hard drives. Uh, but I really can't, I can't update Lightroom because uh, it's, it, I can't update the system software. And one of the things I can't do with this computer is turn it off because the power supply is kind of messed up. So I found a deal for a refurbished iMac and I bit the bullet and I was like, I don't like buying computers. They're just expensive and like I, I'm also trying to move away from computers, but I know I need this thing, especially for doing work. Uh, doing part of my remote work means I got to have a machine that's able to look at, actually, if it could look at 4K video, then, you know, I'm good to go. So I've got that in the other room right now. Um, starting up uh, 
creating a new machine from a time machine backup of my uh, MacBook. So there's lots of stuff going on. Not necessarily all photographic, but it's like really getting uh, getting things back up and running. And I still have to clean up my room. And I still have to do a whole bunch of stuff. And part of this, you know, thing with the pandemic, you know, it's like I, for me, I thought, oh man, I would have a lot of time. I could be very creative and stuff like that. And I'm not quite finding that yet. Like I'm not quite, you know, I'm doing the channel. I find that like I have some more time or inspiration to to do the visuals and uh, you know to do some of the things. But you know, I still there's still a lot that's going going on. And just because I have time, actually, I don't really have the time. But just because this is going on, I'm not finding myself jumping to do all these new things. You know, it's um, I don't know what's it's I don't know what this is about. So I talk about it in my latest episode that I'm editing now for uh, through my viewfinder. So I'll, I'll, I won't go into any spoilers about that, but you can you can check out the channel and uh, see what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, hopefully you like it. If you got any feedback or comments, please leave that, and you know, maybe subscribe to it uh, because we all need to sort of share information and, and uh, listen to each other and, and uh, help with uh, our creative ventures and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do on that channel. Anyway, I've spoken enough. You've been hearing me rant and uh, rant, but just like ramble on. Uh, so I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it short. And the uh, quote from the beginning of the uh, of this show was from uh, photographer Arthur Rothstein, who was one of the uh, photographers who uh, shot during uh, the uh, depression during the um, uh, Farm Security Administration. One of the Roy Stryker's uh, photographers. I actually met him in college in the 80s he came to my thesis class and i can't remember him what he talked about but i do remember him visiting there and i, I remember being um impressed with him then so uh yeah he's the one saying that we needed to be detached looking at our own pictures it's a it's a, it's a hard thing to do so i'm gonna give it a shot on the channel so wish me luck uh anyway I, i'm gonna leave you with uh you know, you could subscribe, listen to me, listen to the thoughts. I got uh, show notes going into this, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know where to find me. Uh, I'm not going to make a long ending. Uh, I hope you're all well and your families are well. Uh, please chime in. Uh, take care of each other. You know, talk to your talk to your friends who are alone. Uh, get get on the phone, get on Zoom or FaceTime or however you can connect with them. Let them know that you're uh, that you're there and. Uh, see what happens but uh, we'll make it through this i know that's gonna be a little while i believe but uh, we'll make it through and uh it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting to be what on the other side of this whole thing so all right that being said i will uh hopefully i will see you in a couple of weeks and uh maybe i'll work on trying to get some of my buddies so that we can talk photography together and you get to listen to so anyway thanks and i will see you later